0: Good morning, everybody. This is Tony Butler, and I'm joined by our host, Bob Papadude bittner Bob, good morning. How are you today? Good morning, Tony. Hey, Tony, I hear something special uh, is going to go on in your life tomorrow, and you're going to have a, a really, really, really big surprise tomorrow. Is that right? That is right. I'm, I'm really excited. I'm taking the family to Disney World. Wow. First or, time? First time. That's um, great. My my daughters do not know that they're going. They think that we're going to go on a uh, four hour road trip to Great Wolf Lodge. And so you're going to kind of spin them around in the middle of the road, jump on a
1: plane, and head to Florida, huh? That's it. Oh, uh, I, I wish I could. Uh, I wish I could be there and, and uh, hear that. I bet uh, they'll have a fantastic time. I, I bet they won't be
0: disappointed that they're not going to Great Wolf Lodge, but going to Disney for a week. I don't think they'll be disappointed at all. My daughter's already been. She's she's super excited about Great Wolf Lodge. She's telling me that we're going to race down the slides and that she's going to win. Um, so there's this whole big ordeal going on, and uh, so I, I can't wait to see what their reaction tomorrow. I'm gonna I'm gonna actually film it. How exciting! How exciting! Have fun. Thank Enjoy. You. Enjoy your trip. Yeah, I'm. I'm looking forward to it. I haven't been this excited about uh, about a, a trip or a vacation in a long time. Well, that's that's all part of it, right? Yep. yep. So I know last week, Bob, we talked about um, what was it from bearings to bulbs. Yep. Right, and and really uh, what we should be doing as technicians when it comes to our facilities uh, today. I, I think maybe it'll be appropriate to talk about just. The common sense approach to facilities maintenance and management.
1: Okay, so we're going to uh, we talked kind of at the lower level last week, mm-hmm. uh, the, where the rubber meets the road in a lot of cases. Uh, we're going to bring it up a, a notch a little bit in the organization and really just talk about the facility manager. And I, I really think that um, the title may be wrong <laughs> uh, because a lot of times we just look at facility or or asset manager as just fixing stuff, making sure that broken things get fixed. Right. You know? It's
0: almost too narrow. Right? And
1: yeah, it is almost too narrow because there's so much more that encompasses it. And uh, I want to just kind of talk about the common sense approach to the operational and maintenance aspect and what a director of that organization or a manager of that organization needs to keep in mind. And it's just more, it is it is more than
0: just fixing things. Right. I, I think there's a lot to it and, and helping um, helping our listeners as well as, as just Myself, You think about more beyond just fixing things, right? You know, a lot of times we, um, as facility
1: managers and directors, they kind of have this uh, idea that they're not that important in the organization, that uh, they're not appreciated, that they're not valued, that the role that they play is not as significant as some others. Right. And um, I want to just try to... uh, recreate a little bit some some excitement in, in them today by saying, let's look at really what you are doing. What is your role and responsibility in the organization? Because it really is more than just changing filters and, and uh,
0: changing light bulbs, right? Right. Uh, it touches so many lives and we don't realize that.
1: And I, I think one of the first places to start is let's look at what you're responsible for.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, as, as, as you folks out there that are, are working every day uh, in the organizations, what is it that you have responsibility for and look bigger than than uh, bearings and bulbs? Uh, look at the value of the property that you're maintaining, right? You know a lot of times the value in these properties, even in a, a small property is $10 million and you can go up to billions of dollars worth of property that our facility managers are managing every day. Yeah, a huge value, huge numbers. And and big, big, big numbers. And uh, so a lot of responsibility there. Not uh, so, also in, in doing that, you know, understanding the value, but understanding what it is that's going on with that, what you're responsible for. If it's a town, a city, you know, the safety of roadways and highways and lighting and all that kind of stuff that are extremely important. If it's in buildings, you know, the the comfort and the ability to do work in the space. If it's in the uh, hospital arena, you know, how critical it is to understand what's going on in that building so you know why they ask for the temperature to be, Uh,
0: 62 degrees in an operating room. Right. And I I think it's so important for us all to understand that so that we can tell others in our organization the importance of our role, that it is beyond, again, just fixing things. Because if we don't understand that and we can't explain it, then others aren't going to see it. And and we make a huge, uh, you facility managers out there and
1: and operational leaders, you make a huge impact uh, on what goes on. And They couldn't. The people in the buildings and in our facilities and on our grounds and on our highways couldn't do what they do without the important role that you play. Um, And part of our part of our mission statement, we uh, we have the 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 idea of of the things of where we live, work, heal, and play. That's right. I love that little tagline because it pretty well covers everybody, right? But um, you really do have responsibility for those. And uh, one of the key areas is around safety and security. Mm -hmm. You know, there's more and more of that going on every day. We hear more and more in the news about issues around that. And so we have to be thinking as operational leaders and being responsible for these properties and these areas that we have responsibility for, that those that both work there and visit there and use those facilities uh, or those
0: grounds or those playgrounds uh, are safe and secure to the best of our ability. Absolutely, the you know, someone getting hurt uh, on our watch, that only impacts the individual who got hurt, it impacts the organization and also those that are related or a family member, right? Exactly, exactly. So we understand the purpose, we
1: understand the value, the amount of value, we understand the criticality of it by mm-hmm. uh, the security and safety of people uh, that, that use the spaces and the areas that we understand and then we kind of back down into let's say how do we understand what the work is that we have to do what are the things that we're responsible for and i think one of the greatest places to start off with that many of our facility managers have an idea of but it's not written down somewhere right and that is the amount what are the assets that we're responsible for you know how many miles of highway how many playgrounds how many square feet of buildings are we responsible for? And I think there's no better way, and it's just a common sense approach that all facility managers and operational leaders should have a list of what those assets are that they're responsible for. Uh, you
0: got to lay it out somehow, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, I talk to so many folks who don't have that list, Bob. Um, they're trying to gather that information, but they they don't have a list, and so when they're planning, when they're trying to Again, maybe justify budget or staffing. Um, they don't have all the pieces of the puzzle to tell their story and to justify those needs. And when they when they do have those things, mm-hmm. being able to tell the story is so much easier,
1: right? Um, and to be able to relate it back and forth. So an an asset inventory. And when I say asset here, I'm not just talking about chairs and tables or air handlers. I'm talking about all of the assets. How many acres of grounds do you have? What is the list of the mechanical equipment that Mm -hmm. you have? What are the miles of highways? What are the sidewalks that you have? What are the outdoor lighting that you have? Uh, So you can really put an inventory together and then keep track of what those things are, where they are, and how much it costs to maintain those things? Absolutely everything you're responsible for. Because at budget time, which we're going to talk about here in a minute, somebody's going to come and say, How much do you need? How much money do you need to replace? How much money do you need to maintain? Or they're right. going to say, We're going to cut your budget. And you're going to say, uh, Do you realize the impact
0: that you're going to have on X, Y, and Z if we do that? Yeah, and that's a story, again, we talk about telling your story, um, and that's a story that a lot of times does not get told by the facility managers or directors that that I talk to. Yeah, and so
1: I think uh, a lot of times then we give a false impression of what we're responsible for, what we do, and so forth, and so people dump a lot of things on us because we have a truck, we can move tables around, we can run and get food for
0: the banquet, you know, and it's distracting from the work that we have to do. Right, it takes away from us being able to complete some of those items you just mentioned earlier. Right, so you know,
1: understanding the assets that we have, and then understanding the laws and, and regulations that we have to comply to. You know, there's so many things uh, within a facility that uh, we have to look at from a regulatory standpoint. Be it Joint Commission in the healthcare be it uh, ADA, be it uh, the fire marshal, the health inspector, whatever our our facilities are used for, there are regulators that regulate some of the things that we have Mm -hmm. going on here. And I always kind of go back to some of the basics that all facilities have in them are fire extinguishers and exit lights. And uh, oftentimes they're overlooked and they're not well maintained uh, because hey, we haven't put the priority on it. We haven't had that fire we haven't had that need to get out of the building other than just a drill, and so uh, we kind of ignore it because it hadn't happened, but there are rules, regulations, and requirements that we maintain those things everywhere from from exit lights to in hospitals, into medical gases, and, and all the critical systems that they have, emergency jet backup generators, and all of the things that uh, we're responsible for, and to be understand that big picture, and those things ought to come first. Yeah. In our organization, they, they really should be the things that we focus on uh, to make sure that our facilities are being able to be, to be used in a safe
0: and secure environment for the people there. Well, to your point, if that event hasn't happened, then, then we devalue those things. It's the same thing. I know just we as people in general, a lot of times when it comes to our health, we do the same thing. We don't consider it important until there is an event, you know, maybe a heart attack, and then all of a sudden I need to change how I'm eating and, and I try to exercise. I think that's just human nature. And then, even though we, our family might have had a
1: history of heart attacks, right. we kind of ignore it till it gets right to right. us, right? right? And then I think that kind of the other one is, is what is the staff requirements that you need? Mm-hmm. We, a lot of times, just have inherited a staff without any thought about the real appropriate skills that are needed. What are the things that I can buy outside that cost me less than having a a tradesperson to do that? And one that came to my mind here was that uh, when I was at the school system, we used to have a carpenter shop that built a lot of furniture. Well, when you get to comparing, uh, it's much cheaper to go down to to, uh, Office Max, buy a desk, put it in, than to have a carpenter on staff. And so just evaluating, uh, not because you just have had something all these years, really evaluating the staff that you really need and then evaluate the skill set that those staff need to have. It's becoming more and more complicated, the systems that are in our building today, than they've ever been before. And so the skill required is a higher level and in turn requires a higher level of pay. Mm -hmm. And so understanding and working through all of that, understanding the OSHA training that an employee has to have just an area that I think has been overlooked a lot about what we really need,
0: evaluate that, and then what does that person need to be able to do their job. So, Bob, this is a huge problem that, that I talk to folks about day in and day out. And, and what I, I think it's important to know is that these things really are all connected, right? You talked about understanding everything that you're responsible for. And if, if you don't understand that, then you probably don't understand how many people you need to take care of what you're responsible for, right? Exactly. So being able to justify that or, or tell that story, it tends to fall apart because we haven't really uh, put it all together. Yeah.
1: And it, it just kind of makes common sense, at least to me it does anyhow, yeah. of being able to have, number one, having a understanding of what we're doing, having a list of the assets that we're responsible for, understanding the staff that it needs to maintain and secure and take care of and prolong the life of those assets, and then to go on and when we're working on those things, to record the activities that goes on. Absolutely. Uh, you know, we have a we have kind of a saying around here, no no ticky, no worky. <laughs> uh, you know, so it's it's easy for us to be going to a facility and say, somebody say, hey, can you fix this? Can you do that? Will you take care of this? And we go off and we do it, and we have no record of, of right. what we do. And I think it's extremely important, uh, and it's getting easier and easier to record uh, with handheld devices and everything, to record what is being done, and when, when we do that, I think again, common sense approach would say, let's record what we do and most organizations want to do that uh, but let's record it against an asset what what's the work going against mm-hmm. what labor did we use how much did it cost us what if we had to use a contractor and and then, what really was it that we did? And how did we, what did we do to fix it? So we can start putting that story together of how many hours, how many breakdowns did we have on this chiller last year? I know we had a lot, but let's just say how many we had and what the value of that was. Uh, so when budget time comes, we
0: have some data to go through that with. Right. This changes the the concept of instead of run to failure, we could potentially get ahead of that. Exactly. Right. I know some of the some of the best and and uh, facility managers that I've spoken to. I say best, um, but they're able to replace things before they actually fail.
1: Then that kind of drives again another area that I think a lot of times we are not very experienced in in the facility arena, and that's finances. Yeah. Understanding budget what the budget is, is used for, the different buckets of money, just just at a very high level, expense dollars versus capital dollars. Mm-hmm. And how those dollars are justified, how you put those together, and the budget and the story you need to tell to, to create those budgets. Yeah, And so I think how we figure out how do we justify the money that we need? How do we justify raising the level of salaries, for instance, uh, for a particular skill maybe? And... I always encourage folks, go sit down with the, whoever you report to financially, if it's a, a CFO, if it's just a finance manager, go sit down with them and say, what's important to you that I give to you at a budget time? What helps me get more money? What helps me justify more? What terms can I use that uh, would excite people to say, hey, we really, uh, we really need to invest more money? in this location, or maybe we need to shift money from this location or this project to a different project because of the what value it brings. And this, I think, all gets back to the understanding, if we start off our story with, hey, you've entrusted me to maintain a property that's worth $100 million. And so you start off the story that way, and that $100 million, here we're doing some very delicate, uh, very complicated, Eye surgery, mm-hmm. and some other surgeries in this facility, and you've entrusted me to have this environment right for you, and so here are the things that we need to do that. And I think when they, you kind of
0: set that as a caveat up front, that's hard to argue with. Yeah, right? it's, it sets the tone, and, and I feel like changes the perspective of of those people that you're talking to. And so you
1: say you've asked me to maintain. These assets, this $100 million asset that you've entrusted me with, to do X, Y, and Z, now I need your help to do that. Right. And uh, we want to be able to deliver the best education, the best healthcare, the best manufactured product, the best place to live, work, and play, and heal. Absolutely. Um, And so um, uh, just some kind of high-level, common-sense areas that I think our facility managers uh, often Uh, overlook and don't pay enough attention to that really they're just fighting fires
0: all day long and they need some help yeah when when you put it that way it it definitely changes i think the way that the the facilities department maintenance and operations will be perceived yeah you know we again we've just kind of scratched the surface on this i'd like to dig a little deeper
1: next time with you tony because i know you talk with a lot of our clients out there that uh, need uh, some more direction need some more uh kind of, again, down in the weeds detail, what are the things, what are the reports, what are the uh, measurements that we want to measure against? How can I tell if I'm good or bad? Right. Uh, you know, we can we can do some things, we can lay some things out there, but is it good or is it bad? And I th- would like to dig into a little bit more for our listening audience, the kinds of things that we can really, that, that they can really look at to say, Am I doing a good
0: job or not? How am I doing against my peers? How am I uh, doing against industry along those areas? Yeah, it's so important. And to your point, I talk to a lot of folks who, who don't know, they're trying to figure it out. Yeah. And, and so absolutely, I think that'll be a great conversation. And you know, today, Tony, we really didn't have the trivia question, but we did talk about uh, the surprise
1: that's going to happen uh, tomorrow in going to Disney. And so I'm hoping that when we come back, you have a really great story to kind of oh. kick us off and uh, the reaction of your daughters. And I just think it's a, a great thing uh, that you and your wife have done to just to kind of keep this a secret and really blow it up big time for
0: them. And I am so bad at secrets, Bob. But this is this is one that I've kept. Uh, <laughs> And uh, Or surprises is actually what I'm bad at. So I've kept it from the girls. I've been wanting to tell them, but I know they're going to be so excited.
1: So when uh, when you finally uh, reveal it tomorrow, uh, <laughs> everybody's going to be so excited. And I, I just hope that you guys have a, a phenomenal trip and uh, just, uh, just a safe trip and just a really, really good time.
0: Yeah, I appreciate that, Bob. I cannot wait. You I-
1: know, it, it'll be a lot of money, <laughs> but... Uh, uh, And in five years from now, you'll look back and say, that was the best investment we've ever made for our kids.
0: Yeah, you know, it it took me a long time. I saved up for it, but I'm glad that we're doing it. I can't wait.
1: Well, you know, folks, we we like to have a little fun here and share a little bit about our lives with you. But uh, we really do want to encourage you to look at some of the higher level things. Don't get pulled down in the weeds every day. And uh, that you really will look at all areas that you're responsible for and uh, continue to listen to us. We're going to try to continue to provide you some insight and some things that will help you as uh, as you lead your facilities and your operational activities to greatness in, in everything that you do. Yeah, we want you to be successful. Tony, good to be with you today, and have a great trip.
0: You too, Bob. Thanks.
1: Thank you for listening to the Operate Intelligently podcast. Subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts, leave us a review, and you can even email us at dspodcast at dudesolutions.com.